Yo, I'm Will. Welcome. I call this little experiment anything is everything. This has got to be called something. The intention here is to share interesting, courageous, enlightening, vulnerable, strange, silly conversations to uh, <laughs> maybe cool. hopefully inspire something in you. All right, cool. Bye. <sighs> yeah. 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 Here yeah. we are. Yeah. We're doing it. Let's Manifested <laughs> this. We made it happen. <laughs> yeah. What's up, people? It's me, Will. Welcome back to Anything is Everything. And today, we got a seriously multi-dimensional wizard, marketing master, brand strategy, Slayer, light worker. Um, I couldn't think of a word of like the, like a light worker, somebody that like makes the light workers even brighter, like an amplifier, an amplifier, catalyst. That's yeah, a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A true alchemist, true wizard, true technician of the soul and the sacred. I like that. Yeah, that's a good one. That's really good. I don't know where I came from. <laughs> that's pretty good. You're also doing a lot of beautiful work with youth young men in particular which is freaking awesome i was lucky enough to meet you through men's work i know mm. you're quite involved with kings of hearts and otherwise mm. yeah. we got to speak at a school together one time that was fun that was pretty good and yeah now we're here here we are we've talked about this for a while and it's finally the time yeah made it happen i'm Thanks. excited <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm like, yo, let's let's do this. Right. So today is gonna be kind of like an intro to you. We've talked about this a little bit because um Hafiz and I have had some really good talks on like the archetypes and just different aspects of life, including um, you know, energy medicine and just our own experiences growing up and um and spirituality and all the things and I actually find it kind of rare to uh, to meet people that um, that I resonate with so much and so I really look forward to um, doing a whole bunch of talks with you on certain topics mm. long story long that's why today is all about you my friend appreciate it uh-huh wow right just suck <sighs> that in all about you <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> All right. So, what was uh, what was like really young Hafiz like? Ooh, young Hafiz. So, growing up in the Middle East in Saudi Arabia, I was a wild kid. I was like, you know, like Dennis the Menace. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was a rascal. I just said what was in my mind. Like I, I like I was that kid that. You know, families would be like, yo, don't, you know, we're not home. <laughs> really? I was that kid. I, like. <laughs> That's so good. I would not have expected that. Oh, I had no filter. I had no filter at all. Like, um, what kind of things would you say? Like. Like, you would tell. I would say things Your friend's that, mom, what she looked like? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I remember my aunt, she was pregnant. You know, and then I just went up to her and said, you're fat. <laughs> yeah. Like, not just to her, but, like, everybody yeah, can yeah. hear that, you yeah. know? And it's just, oh, the amount of cringe, you know, that my parents 
<laughs> I had to face. I had one. I was in a grocery store. Yeah. And I said, Mommy, look, that man is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's oh good. Gosh. I think there's something to that, having no filter as a child, though. Yeah. That, like, pure innocence, you know? Absolutely. Because you weren't, like, you probably weren't judging the woman and saying, she's fat and she sucks. She's fat and she's a loser. Uh, maybe. Or maybe you were. <laughs> maybe you were also a mean kid. Maybe, maybe. I was definitely, yeah, I, w- I was definitely, um, I-, I would start shit too. Like, I remember uh, I would start, like, food fights. Uh, nice. And then I would frame it on the other person that would get uh. in trouble. Like, I, w- I was a troublemaker. <laughs> I was a troublemaker, you know. And, you know, luckily for me, you know, I guess in hindsight, I had my, you know, my dad. You know, there to to set me straight, and you know, he always uh, had to. You know, it was a bit. He was he was pretty strict. Yeah. You know, and that also, you know, through that as well too. I I eventually started to be more reserved. Mm. So I was very extroverted as a kid, um, messy as well too, and very expressive. I would spend hours drawing and mm. playing with. You know, talking to imaginary friends. Oh, nice! Right, um, I was very visual. You know, very intuitive as a, as a child. Oh, really? You know, um, yeah. And growing up in, in in a place like Saudi Arabia, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, any form of creativity that goes against Islam is not. Uh. You know, so I had this this memory of uh, I was playing with Lego. And, you know, my dad comes up to me. He's like, what are you making? I'm like, this is God. Oh. <laughs> right? In Islam, any form of trying to describe God is is, is oh, forbidden. Right. right? So, you know, he was so stunned, you know, that he told my teacher, my kindergarten teacher, and I was afraid of her. Oof. She was she was like an iron lady. Whoa. You know, she gives you that look, yeah. you know, and you, you'd freeze. Like, you'd just be stunned in, 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 in fear. <laughs> You know, so he he he, he, he told her he snitched her. your teacher. He snitched oh, snitched on me, and he, and uh, yeah, I I have this memory of like being shamed for it, being like, "Do you see God? Do you see God?" You know, and all the kids too, all they all got it too. Like the whole like everybody got a whole lecture. Oh no, because yeah. like what you there's no way you see God because it's yeah you, idea. you you don't do that at all. You don't mm. in that yeah. So that. Uh, it completely took a lot away my creative expression. Oh, really? In that way, so it just I, I, I minimized it, uh, you know, from that too. So yeah, I was a very wild kid, okay. very very wild. So you're wild and creative, outspoken, and so getting in trouble over and over again, saying that's wrong, that's bad, that just kind of put it inside. Is that true, or what was that like? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean that would have been just a the. It's not even just that too, but also uh, like the you know I, I'd get spanked as well mm. too, and and you know the intimidation as well too, mm. and um, I also went to an Indian school as well too, mm. right? Did I tell you? Did I ever tell you that? What is an Indian school in Saudi Arabia like? A very it felt very foreign. <laughs> <laughs> Like I felt I, like literally, I was a foreigner. You know, I was a foreigner there, and because you had to learn Hindi, 
right? You, you had to, had learn, to Hindi. learn Hindi. Okay. It was mandatory, and I had, I didn't like I was I was pretty smart in that you know when it came to the memorization of you know of a poem. There was like a oral exam that you had to do, and then there's a yeah. written exam. The written exam I didn't do well in, but the sure. but the poem I would hear the sound and write it. You know what do you call it? Transliteration. Sure. Write it up in English and then memorize it, and that's how I got through it. Uh. You know, but it was very strict, though. Like, even the teachers there, like, they had the whole British system. Oh, shit. You know, spare a rod, spoil a child philosophy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. I have memories of, like, you know, you don't do your homework. You get slapped across the face. You get... It was, it was, it was like, military school, man. Holy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, the first day. Yeah, this is, like, first grade. Yeah. And, you know, I knew how to write and all that, you know, from kindergarten but all the kids knew how to do cursive writing you know uh, handwriting I, I had no idea i've never seen this before <laughs> so i had to learn how to handwrite i had to learn how to do cursive writing in such a short amount of, of time and all that pressure it was oh yeah it was it was a lot of it was a lot of uh, a lot of work i remember even just even like learn multiplication division uh-huh. yeah it was uh yeah, it was pretty rough. It was it was Jeez. it was quite a it was quite a process. But the lights, I you know, my saving grace, you know, was that you know I was also shy as well too during that time. Sure. You know, and I, you know, I get picked on, and you know that's where I, you know, I, I guess I found my legs. You know, I found my speed. Uh, you know, and that's uh, where that's where I discovered my my athletic abilities. Uh-huh. You know, they had like track events and. I'd win my race, and suddenly, in a in a, in a flip, all the kids wanted to be my friend. You know, so uh-huh. I, think I was like six years old, six seven years old, and it's like, all right, this is this is what I gotta do. I gotta, you know, as long as I'm athletic and I'm fast, uh, you know, yeah. So you were super. You were five and six is super young to be like, yeah. all right, I'm fast. I'm doing this. Yeah, I mean, during recess, like the boys would line up yeah, one yeah, by one to race me. So I was like, okay, this is a form of gratification that I I'm going to hold on to. <laughs> yeah, so, interesting. Yeah, I still I, I'm having a hard time getting over the fact that you're an you're an African dude in Saudi Arabia in an Indian school under British rule, right? <laughs> All the layers. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of layers. So it's no surprise coming to Canada. You know, immigrating to Canada. You'd have felt at home. It was. It is. <laughs> it is. That's why I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a cool thing you mentioned was, <clears throat> like, talking to imaginary friends and seeing things, hearing voices. I don't know which one of those I just made up. You only said one of those, but what was what was that kind of piece of you like? That like, what you might identify now as like spirit or your connection with energy or. <clears throat> the other worlds mm-hmm. what was what was that like from like at the earliest point was it like was there any introduction from family or people or not at all it was all just knowing mm-hmm. it was all natural to me um you know i've i have pretty good memory i can remember things from you know visually and it's it's quite amazing yeah <laughs> that gift and uh, i have this memory of even i was making a sandwich I made myself like a peanut butter sandwich and then I was talking to you know I I guess at that time it would have been like an ancestor or like a family 
you know, from across the plains, right? And they wanted a piece of my sandwich. I'm like, no, this is mine. <laughs> and then I took it and I ate it. <laughs> yeah, good. And I looked and like, nope, it's mine. And like, legit though, it was like as if, it, like I, I was like full on like, nope, this is my sandwich. You can't have it. You can watch me eat it, <laughs> right? And that's just that's just one of those little memories. I'm like, huh, yeah, I did that. <laughs> that's so funny. I was, yeah. Wow. And it was so tangible in that moment. And so, like, again, like, the innocence of the child. Yeah, it's like there's yeah. no judgment on, like, what this is. Yeah. <laughs> was that, like, nonstop? Or was there points in your, maybe around, like, puberty or whatever when <clears throat> when that started to slow down? Yeah, that's that, that started to slow down uh, a little bit around the time I went into first or second grade, probably first grade around that time when I really got immersed into the school system, uh-huh. right? Because it was very grueling. It was very, you know, the discipline, the fear, um, very a lot of fear base, uh-huh. right? So I was in survival. I was in the sort of, looking back at it, it was like I was in a sort of survival state, Right, survival state in the sense that, like, if I upset my parents, then I'm a bad person. So I'm gonna do everything I can to not upset them, uh-huh. right? So that I can feel safe. So that is also, in a way, my senses also got ha- heightened through that as well, too, right? Like any sort of movement, any sort of like, okay, the tone, okay, are they upset? Is this, you know, my teacher? Is my teacher angry? And you know, picking up all those things because I just wanted just to be safe. Right. Mm-hmm. So from that, it was it, it, it just um, it, it, it yeah, that that it as I was in that state, that level of play and connecting to imaginary friends that started to fade away. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's it was just full play. There was no expectations or anything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So from what I can recall. Yeah. Mm hmm. And then I would imagine, like, once the athletics started, like, getting real serious, it's like, I, I mean, I've been there, it's like, it's consuming. Yes. It's, yeah. It's not, when you're, oh, I'll speak for myself, when I was in it, it wasn't consuming in, like, a bad way at all. It just, it just was everything, mm. you know? Yeah. Maybe that was the same for you. Yeah. Know. Very, it was very, yeah, that and video games. Oh, <laughs> hell Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, video games and, and cartoons were also my, like, like actually, I think a, a lot of that, um, no, for sure, like, that transition from connecting to, you know, to spirit, uh-huh. transitioned, it, 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 cartoons took over, watching mm-hmm. cartoons, um, and uh, video games, I remember getting my first video game set, mm. It was some sort of knockoff version of like a super, not even a Super Nintendo. It was probably like a, a NES, the oh. one before it. Had a couple games in there, playing Street Fighter, Mario, couple games. So I, I was immersed in that. You know, it just took over. Like it, it was just a way for me to escape and play. Uh-huh. You know, so huh. that had a role in as well too for that. Interesting. Yeah. Hey yeah <laughs> were you still drawing at that point creating much art no that slowed down that slowed too. down yeah. yeah interesting yeah i became fully immersed like games i, I became in a way addicted to it uh, right so i would 
you know, in Saudi Arabia, I didn't, you know, cartoons, you know, it was like an hour of cartoons, like Bugs Bunny and Darkwing Duck or something, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, like totally. those, those were, those were the, the shows, but it wasn't until coming here, you know, YTV, Cartoon Network, like Cartoon 24-7, that was like, my mind was blown, it's like, <laughs> yeah. holy smoke, I could watch cartoons all day, like, uh-huh. that was, that was something. Yeah, 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 the North American dream. Yup. How old were you when you left Saudi Arabia? And did you were were you born there? Yeah. Okay. And are both your parents from Ghana? Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. You were born in Saudi Arabia. And then how long when did you leave Saudi Arabia? Left Saudi Arabia in ninety six. Couple and then we arrived on uh, October fourth, so the, the day before <laughs> day after I turned seven. Oh nice, okay. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah, you were young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, my developing years were, you know, the, the, the age of reason, around seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just around that time came here. I feel like a lot happened in your seven years in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Like, a lot. Mm-hmm. And then also growing up in Islam as well, too. Yeah. You know, in terms of <clears throat> learning Arabic and following the... <clears throat> The rituals, the procedures around that, and yeah, daily prayers is yeah. just a thing. Yeah, daily prayers, like everybody did it, right? Yeah. Like stores would close down to go to the mosque. Yeah, yeah. You know, and so it was just it was part of the whole society, right? That's what I was immersed in. My mom, you know, my sister. Well, my, my sister was still a child at that time, and my yeah. mom would have to wear a hijab. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so that was I even with. Uh, how I spoke as well too. I didn't swear. I didn't say yeah. any bad words or anything like that. I would, you know, I was this super polite, rigid, quiet kid. You know, interesting. Coming back, yeah. Did you ever have any resonance with like with any piece of Islam? Any resonance? That's an interesting question. As a child, I guess yeah. In those, in those. Like, um did you feel any inspiration or like it was it was more so obedience hmm. it was just it was a form of obedience it was it was it was in a way imposed mm-hmm. you know there wasn't it, it was like okay if i can memorize the verses which i still remember to this day hmm. right then i get rewarded Mm-hmm. I would get rewarded in that, like, okay, like, my parents are happy. Mm-hmm. So always gauging how my parents felt, you know, as long as they're happy, then then I'm okay type mm-hmm. of thing, right? So, um, uh, but, you know, I, I have this memory of being in the mosque and they're speaking in Arabic and they, they always do, right? And, you know, Friday, fr- like, Friday is, like, the kind of like the Sunday for Christianity, right? Okay. So Friday they have, like, a... a a talk you know and then they have friday prayers and they're you know speaking verses from the quran they're speaking in arabic and i remember just sitting down like i don't understand what this guy's saying yeah (laughs) i remember like i don't understand at all like i don't you know like i i I know the verses but i it doesn't there was there was a disconnect Yeah, yeah, yeah you know and i didn't know how to communicate that yeah i didn't feel safe to communicate that so i just it was just something that i just kept within myself yeah. So I didn't really have a safe space to, to ask questions about that, because it was to to ask any questions is to challenge the authority. Right. 
so that was not given to me mm-hmm. um yeah so that was a, a sore spot there mm. you know so and you know that whole you know my, my dad educated me in islam and the whole protocol and everything and you know he did the best that he could at that time to instill these values right and mm. um yeah you know and um i think that my relationship with it would have been a lot more stronger a lot more you know if i was given space to ask questions and to mm-hmm. be curious you know so yeah interesting mm-hmm. yeah i think it's <clears throat> especially interesting because you were such a naturally connected child and I, I believe all children are for sure absolutely but you have that awareness now and looking back you can be like oh okay mm-hmm. but it's interesting that you were so connected and that you were so in in the religion and surrounded by it and encompassed by it but there still wasn't any resonance mm-hmm. and I don't think that's like to say that like there's no spiritual significance to Islam I think there fully is and I'm sure people live incredibly devout and beautiful lives and get so much insight because of it but mm-hmm. I just think it's interesting that what to me what it shows is that like not everything is for everyone at any time mm. and there was way more to your path that would come from the challenge of it learn like the obedience the unfortunateness of like having to stop questioning authority mm-hmm. that kind of thing yeah and i'm curious if uh if that piece of questioning authority has been something that you've been conscious of learning how to shift or did it has it naturally come back to be able to question things or is that something that you've struggled with or maybe you haven't put thought into yet oh yeah i that's that's part of who i am Mm. and and that's the one part of my of that young you know that rebellious aspect of my that younger child Mm. that stayed with me is the curiosity Mm. right always curious always asking questions there's always I always, I, I was always just very inquisitive. You know, my mom would always say, "You're always so curious about things." You would ask and mm. dive into things, and you know, so that's that stayed with me. Mm. Um, as far as understanding, you know, in, in in terms of Islam, I, you know, my my way of reconciling with it is is that there are, you know, with the Abrahamic religions, you know, which I, you know, I, I had. Um, I had opportunities to to dive into them and you know explore them mm-hmm. you know which was important for me to you know just to see what the other religions are mm-hmm. what are the beliefs what are all that so i went through that phase you know and there's spiritual components to all of them in in mm-hmm. islam it's sufism mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and it's the way of the heart and um and um that curiosity is what helped me to understand why things are the way they are. Okay, you do this because of this, mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to, because the explanation that was always given to me is that okay, you do you, you know, when you say prayers for the food, you know, mm-hmm. before you eat, you say Bismillah, right, which is mm-hmm. saying God bless this food, right. I'm like, well, why do you do that? So like God will bless it, you know, it's in the book, mm-hmm. you got to do it. And I'm like, okay, right, because it's like, well, why, why, why do this? Or you can't eat pork, you know, because it's it's haram. 
well why because it's just the way it is Mm -hmm. you know that was the answer right Mm -hmm. and you know it's there is an answer right like for example you know when you you know with with words words are vibrations and your intention that you put in to you know like water for example it holds memories it holds anything that's positive or negative it can hold that and it comes back to you right Mm. so when you say affirmations or you know bless this food that's a good thing it makes the food taste better Mm. it's positive and it enhances the energy charge that you feel when you ingest the food Mm -hmm. that's all it's like okay cool (laughs) (laughs) you know if if if, if this was explained to me as a child then i'm like okay cool and now i get it you know rather than me you know being rebellious because i have to do it this way it's like oh no this is why yeah and then that's it right the same thing with food right you are what you eat right and you know there's a belief you know even in, in judaism like like pigs they they can eat anything they eat like anything mm. they eat their own ex- excrements and all these things and they don't sweat they're they don't release toxins very well and all that stuff gets into the you know so you ingest that and that's mm. not good for the body right so i'm like okay based on that that makes sense yeah, yeah. so as a result i'm not gonna i'm not gonna eat pork sure. not because i'm gonna burn in hell because i eat pork you know yeah. what i mean it's yeah. the different context you know and so it's it's just i i i guess my wish is that you know like children are are very i mean i'm speaking of myself but i believe you know children they're 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 a lot smarter than you know than yes. you know like they'll they'll pick up on things you know uh-huh. it's it's not you know because of this this is why like no actually explain it yeah 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 you know let let let, let their because they're they're tapped in <laughs> they're so tapped in yeah right so simple things like that is just okay once I understand that okay cool uh-huh. right so I did have to do that for myself you know I I, I always got to know things how things work how things are connected how why are things this way mm-hmm. it's just how I'm wired mm-hmm. you know so. What is your uh, what is your process of like of curiosity? Like, do you feel do you feel it's mostly grounded in the like the logical tech technical, and then you feel, or have you started feeling first, or is there a fusion, or does it just depend? Um, I guess it depends. That's <laughs> that's mm-hmm. always the best answer. It depends. <laughs> um. But even underneath all of that, it's more to do with feel, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a feeler. I got to feel it. It, it. It's it's like a gut hit or, you know, from the, the heart or the chest, uh, the, the gut. And then and then um, it starts the process, mm-hmm. right? So that's how it's always been, you know, from how I, you know, with that curiosity, you know, mm-hmm. and just even asking why. Why is that? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so when you when you came when you came to Canada, um you know, you did the regular growing up things and um a really big piece of that a lot of your extracurricular other than video games and cartoons was athletics, was mm. being fast, being the fastest. Mm-hmm. And you continued to be the fastest mm. after high school, I believe, right? Yeah. And 
think you got pretty close to Olympics. Could be mm-hmm. mistaken. So when you were going through all that, was it still was that path still feeling good, or did it start to feel like oh this is what I'm doing and I kind of would rather be doing other things, or was it like were you pumped on it? Yeah, it was. I I, I was I was like 110th, like nice fixated on it this is what i gotta do this is my this is my thing this is my way um i will say though though towards the end of it though there was a lot of like my body was just you know it was was messed up like i had a lot of injuries um i had achilles issues i had you know hamstring any type of like leg injury (laughs) I, i i had you know even like shin splints and plantar fasciitis like so many different injuries uh i had chronic knee patella uh, uh, runner's knee essentially and learn it and i had to i I was always in pain Uh and i had this i had to like push through the pain Uh right so i'll start to warm up i'd always do an extra warm-up you know it would be like a half hour to warm up i'd come an extra 50 minutes just so I can do an extra warm up, so that I can my my knees get warmer, uh-huh. right? And then it gets to a point where okay, man, my knees are warm. I don't feel the pain. Yeah. So I'm good to go. Yeah. So then, you know, lift weights, sprint, do my workout. By the end of it, I'm in pain. My knees, I feel the pain. It's like all right, <laughs> back in pain, and okay, yeah, yeah. you know. So that was how it's been for such a long time, and I thought this was normal. Uh-huh. This was like this is what I gotta do. This is what a tough, you know, this is the way of you know, to, to get to that level that I want to be at, I got to push through the pain. I got to tough it out, you know? So it was a house of cards, man. Yeah. It was a house of cards. Um, and it did slow down towards the end, you know, in that, man, like I'm, I'm feeling, you know, like, you know, like Rocky, like I, the tiger, like mm-hmm. I'm sort of losing that a little bit, you know? So there was a little bit of that, you know, but I did not know what else to do. I'm like, no, this is, this is, I've been doing this for so long. Like, let's yeah. keep going. Don't quit. Keep going. Right. So, um, but it wasn't until 2012, uh, the Olympic trials was in the city. It was in Calgary. Uh-huh. Right. And that was the peak of it. That was a peak. It was it literally, it was, it was like the, the, the last stance, you know, that year I was, this is the year I, I finished school. I graduated university uh-huh. that same year as well, too. So there's a lot of um, endings were happening, right? Uh-huh. And I knew that, you know, this was, you know, after the season, you know, once it's done, if I don't make the Olympics, then, you know, this is it. This is it. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had that. And there was a sense of dread as well, too, yeah, with it. Yeah, of course. You know, there was a sense of dread. And it was also a big buildup as well huge yeah big build up uh i had a lot of um people offer you know show support you know i was in articles you know ctv news i was athlete of the week they Mm. came filled me and gave me a bag of like beef jerky (laughs) (laughs) that's so calgary (laughs) you know know, and you know it's so good (laughs) yeah Oh man, so yeah, it was it was this big whole build up and I was terrified, man. Of course. Terrified and you know, when the uh the sportscaster he was like, Oh, so what are your chances of making the Olympics? And I was like, Ah, you know, I have a chance. I have an opportunity, so that's my chance. 
deep down, I was terrified. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I haven't uh, sprinted in, you know, in six weeks because I had a hamstring injury and oh. my knees are bugging me and I don't oh. know if my body can hold up. Like, oh I'm literally gosh. holding myself together. You know, I'm not going to see that. No. You know, and I didn't have anyone to share that with, you know, at my team. Maybe we don't talk about that. Yeah. You know, there was no space to be vulnerable like that. Wow. You know, even my coach, you know, and, and God bless her soul, you know, she was very, um, she, she brought a level of softness yeah. in there. And I, you know, I, I, I couldn't fully receive it because I was very much of like, no, I got pushed to the pain. And mm-hmm. if I didn't, if I didn't achieve my, if I didn't run fast enough, if I didn't perform well, then I'm like, don't talk to me. Yeah. Don't talk to me. She's like, good job. And I'm like, nope. You know, so I was I was very very hard on myself. You know, a lot of us like mm-hmm. even within the training group were very very hard on ourselves. You know, it's either, you know, it's perfection. Like, you, you know, we ran fast, got a PB or not, then you know it's always dwelling on the, you know, falling short, right? So, uh, that was the atmosphere. That was that was what, you know, that's what it was like. You know, but it was. A lot of grit, a lot of toughness, and that warrior energy for sure. Yeah, you know. But you know, at, at the end, I, I uh, ended up uh, my hamstring. My hamstring went out on me. Was it in the trials? Yeah. Holy. Yeah, it happened in the trials, and I ended up running really slow. I, I finished across the line. Yeah. You know, but I, I didn't. You know, I just packed up my stuff. I'm like, yep, that's it. Whoa, that was your last race. That was the last race and my coach was so upset she didn't I didn't talk to her for like a year. Oh. For like a year or so, yeah. Because you were avoiding her. There was a level of avoidance and, and her both, both as well too. Oh. Like like even for her, like th- 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 she was going through a, you know, it was a lot of pressure as well too. Yeah. You know, three or four of her athletes had potential to make it and we all kind of you know, that that year we didn't uh we didn't we, we all we all underperformed and you know it was a lot of stress a lot of it you know so yeah yeah damn that's huge so that was the that was the the beginning of the of a new chapter you know but it was uh yeah it was it was it was painful it was devastating oh my god yeah yeah that sounds so hectic like <clears throat> i never felt uh, I never felt like on the surface, um, like nervous or anxious in games, but I definitely, like in university, I made, when I got on the field, mm. I made like just simple, simple mistakes, like just missing a ball, just like missing a pass. Mm. And it like, it, and, and in like some Team Canada tryouts, it was like just, I just played bad. And like I didn't feel the nerves, but like, mm they were there and they affected me mm. <clears throat> and I can't imagine I've always thought this I can't imagine the the, the stress and the pressure of racing athletics mm. like racing sports where it's like you just train you yeah. just train and then there's that one and it has to be a hundred percent has to be your best performance mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, I can't imagine that. It was nerve wracking. You literally shit your pants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds. <laughs> yeah, there's sometimes oh I'm like, oh my god, I think I, I think I might have shot myself. Holy fuck! <laughs> Holy shit! Like it's just nerve wracking. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's. Uh... 
Oh man. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. And it's so it's so great that you know, I'm I I can boldly say I'm sure you feel blessed for all of these things cuz like wow, the lessons and like you know, no wonder it's it's such a blessing for the young men that you know, get to be touched by your work because of those things, because of going through those experiences and not having that space of being able to be vulnerable. Mm. Because like part of part of what I've learned about being vulnerable is it just lets a little bit of that steam out. It lets lets just a bit of that pressure off. Yeah. So can you imagine how much healthier you might have been, your body might have been if there was just some like outlet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's wild. There was no meditation or anything like that that I was exposed to. The closest thing to that was I would watch replays of some of my favorite athletes. Uh-huh. You know, I'd watch them break records, you know, like Michael Johnson or like, I mean, Usain Bolt. I'd watch them. Sure. I'm like, holy shit. And then I would visualize myself as nice. them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I'd watch that daily. You know, so I had that intensity of like, yeah, this is me. This is what I want, you know. Yeah. So I had that... Um, intensity but the irony of it too is that my best races you know were when I was the most relaxed uh-huh. right and naturally so when you're relaxed there's no tension you just flow yeah but when you want it so bad you become so rigid uh-huh. right that you know it just it actually is um, it takes away from your performance uh-huh. you know so yeah looking back at it now it's like man I miss those I, I miss yeah, I wouldn't want to, you know, but get back on the track and train like the way I did. No, yeah. but you know, looking back at it, I'm like, man, that was, you know, I wish I had a, you know, I wish I lightened up a little bit more and allowed allowed more joy. Uh-huh. You know, I would. Oh man, I would play like Eminem and like uh-huh. DMX and like some hardcore like like yeah, amplified yeah. music to get myself amped up. You know, um, but yeah, like that level of just relaxing you know letting that softness that grace you know and just trust that hey like we did it you know like we, we got to this point here we, we trained for this let's have some fun uh-huh. you know once the gun goes off then you know we trust that you know we'll move to it right so. yeah yeah wow it's such a thing and you know the lessons and that that ferocity that that was built because you did that like that warrior spirit mm. I think we both feel that like that is a, an incredibly important quality yeah and, like it's so important for young men to like to be to be in healthy spaces where they can build that mm. and how much of the lover was built in that zone you know how Very much good. of like <laughs> How much of, like, the appreciation of, like, what's happening in the moment, you know? It's yeah. It's like, there's no room for that. Nope. Not at all. You know, and I'm curious, you know, to for, for you, like, you know, as a as an athlete as well, because you, you did lacrosse, right? Uh-huh. So was there, like, is there certain, like, positions in, 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 in lacrosse that, that you played? Like, is it, uh-huh. uh, like, what what, uh, what was, like, the, the role? Like, was uh-huh. it, like, defender or... I, I play. Know. I played all of them. Okay. Um, it's like Canadians were like were some of the best. 
in the world mm. um so when we go down to the states we can kind of fit in any role mm. and i played so much when i was here that i just had to, i was able to experience all the different spots mm. the ones i liked the most and resonated with the most was mm. goalie mm. um because there's this element of like of like quarterbacking and just like always being there and like a lot of not like importance but a lot of responsibility okay that felt really good mm. and then um attack is where i fit in when i went to school in the states um just again because of like our canadian level of skill um could be best utilized mm. in attack and attack is like a forward in soccer or football right so just pure offense mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, and and you know that warrior energy. You know, like I, um, I feel like it's similar for you too. I'm not sure, but for me, like going through that, what I did, you know, putting myself through this rigorous training, you know, and discipline and and, and dedication to it, and the tenacity, um, like going through that, I. It, it gave me such a strong source of confidence within me that I yeah. know that I have it in me that I, I'm now at a stage where I don't even, you know, like I know I got it, yeah. you know, and I can tap into it, right? But it's like, yeah, I've been there before. I know what that's like and I have that in me. Uh-huh. So the warrior is there. Like, it's like, yo, I've, I, you know, it's it's almost like, uh, <laughs> you know, I've been to war already, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, that's uh, kind of, that in a way that's how i no that's how that's how i relate to that you know that's sort of uh it's contrib- it's definitely contributed to the inner confidence within myself of knowing that yeah i got this like in, in terms of when things get when push comes to shove to shove you know things get a little hard you know you got to like grit and i'm like yep uh-huh. i've done it before uh-huh. you know and i got it it's in me yeah 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 that's beautiful yeah, I feel that that's like, that is one of the healthiest um, ways that we can we can own and have that warrior in us is like mm. knowing that we don't need to be in that energy all the time. Yeah. But it serves a purpose. It, ser- it saves oh, yeah. lives. Mm-hmm. It like, <laughs> you know, yeah. lets us protect the yeah. village, those kinds of things. Yeah. You know, and, and the thing about the warrior is that the one that is the most calmest, like in a fight, you know, a UFC fighter or boxing or whatever, the one that's the most calmest is the one that controls the fight, uh-huh. right? They're able to make the decision. They're able to see and anticipate the movements, uh-huh. right? Um, what's the word? Is it Zazen? It's a Zen word for being in the flow, uh-huh. right? So, like, it's 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 being, is this sort of level of being in, in a state where you're not, like, you're, you're calm, but you're not like docile like you're also like yeah. ready to like like a cat you know a cat yeah. that's ready to pounce like the, yeah, it's yeah. very still and it's ready and it when it's you know like it's it's like that you know yeah yeah i love that mm. it's hard for us to not dive into the archetypes <laughs> yeah um okay so injury was the worst possible thing that could happen. Oh, yeah. And then speaking of, like, deflation and, like, you know, not feeling the warrior, I'm sure there was, like, a long period of, like, real discomfort, mm-hmm. real, like, refining this, the self, you know? It's, like, total ego death of, like, a huge piece of the whole, the huge identity. 
So what was that like refraction period like of like after um, like I'm sure you went through all the phases of like denial. It's like maybe, maybe there's another race. Maybe like no, there's none of that. Like <laughs> so let's take it from like all right, accepted it. Mm. Then what? The acceptance of it. Um even when I had that level of acceptance, there was a little bit of hope, mm. right? Because at that time, I started to be more, like, one of the things that I said is, you know, when I was in that low state, was that, what do I want? And mm. I said, I want to be happy, mm. right? So I was like, okay, well, well what is happiness? Mm. I don't know. Let's get some books and read about happiness, uh. you know? So I got into this ferocious state of reading and, and, and just gathering knowledge uh. right and um one of the you know the, the characteristics of happiness the, the qualities that i found that was like okay well happiness is a state it's happenstance uh. it's more of like a uh like joy or flourish right which includes positive emotions and being in the flow doing things that you enjoy where time is like it, like mm-hmm. it, it goes by so fast that you don't even realize positive relationships meaning achievement right and then also vitality right so all these things that i still remember to this day that helped me um so i had this love but i still had this inkling of like oh well what what if you know mm. like all this knowledge that i have now mm. you know of like okay well you know at the time i started to meditate and be more relaxed like oh maybe i can apply it you know if mm. i get back on the track mm. and uh <laughs> coincidence or maybe maybe not you know it was it was fate perhaps i ended up um you know the day i was supposed to meet the, meet a coach to start talk about training again seriously mm. um i was um there was like a sports day at, at a at a work at a place i was working at mm. you know it was like different events and then one of them was flag football and i'm like yeah i'll do flag football you know why not i don't play football but i don't know why i chose to do this mm. and you know i was feeling pretty good you know i was feeling pretty warm and you know i got a i got a touchdown right in, in one of the plays right i was feeling good next play snap i hear this loud snap the whole all the players i feel stop like whoa and then my foot like literally like one of my foot's up in the air and i'm like and i'm like frozen i'm like oh i think that was me (laughs) because i look back it was like who kicked me right i was like oh yeah i know what that is oh no Snap my Achilles. Oh, a yeah. Full rupture. Full rupture. <laughs> uh, that, yeah. So that was. That was. I was like, all right. That's that's it. We we we're we're not we're not ever coming back. <laughs> Holy shit. So that that was that was uh, the universe being like, yeah, you're done, buddy. Was there okay? So just before that, you had made the decision to meet with a coach. At least were there. Were there feelings or like signs saying like don't meet with the coach before that? Mm. It was a little bit of hesitation. 
mm. around it, there was a little bit of like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, mm. I, I don't know, this is gonna work. I'm not sure, you know. And 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 even it was it was really like what was you know what even trying to plug back into that mm. was even being aware of the level of commitment that I put into it. I'm like, am I that committed? Do I really want to put like everything into it? Because mm-hmm. I was like, no, like there was you know when i started to read and to explore other things i was mm-hmm. like oh there's so many other things other than track like mm-hmm. getting me out of my bubble so i'm like am i willing to get back into that concentrated state again i'm like i don't think so i don't know so i was questioning that mm. right so yeah what was pulling you back to track um it is this belief system that i had that this is the this is my like my body is built to run, uh, you know. I have the body of a sprinter, you uh, know. It's long legs. It feels good when I'm running. The endorphins feel good. Um, I'm at me. I'm in my happy place when I'm training. It's it's yeah. It's mechanical. It's routine, but it's 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 very relaxing for me, uh-huh. you know. And 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 I I know I, and I know that I I am capable of running much faster and get into the level of being an Olympic athlete. You know, I, I believe that. I still believe that for sure. Yeah. You know, even <laughs> some of my old friends are like, yeah, you definitely, you know, like it's just, it's just, um, maybe it's a little bit of luck, you know, like in, in terms of the body, how the body is able to deal with injuries and, resi- you know, all these things, right, that, um, that we have no control over, right? Like I, I definitely had the heart. I definitely had the tenacity. Um, I had the build. You know, it's just, the, the, I just, the mind-body connection just was not in full sync. Yeah. Right? That spiritual component was missing. Right? So, yeah. Well, it's so interesting because it speaks to, like, fat, um, like, the idea of fate or not. <laughs> like, because, you know, what you said there was that the component that was missing was the spirit or spirit your spiritual connection but mm-hmm. like maybe not maybe it was all that's exactly how it was supposed to go you know absolutely it was it was a blessing it was a, it was a, like seriously it was a blessing that that happened yeah that's how i got introduced to qigong uh-huh. that's how i met my qigong teacher who taught me qigong you know and i mean those are other things that happened in between all of that that got me curious about energy medicine uh-huh. right uh, but that was the catalyst that got me into getting into that field of energy medicine and using that modality to speed up the healing of my leg a full rupture takes nine months to heal i didn't i didn't have surgery yeah wow. thank goodness i did not i, I did not want to have surgery yeah, yeah so i had to wear the air boot for months or so and within doing it within you know sending energy chi vitality the life force energy that's around us concentrating it you know it's it's like the it's like the placebo effect right in 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 science this has been tested many 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 experiments on that in terms of your belief system that allows Uh right your receptivity Mm -hmm. influences how you heal so uh i was open you know i was like i don't know will it work i don't know you know so but i was open mm-hmm. right and it changed even my thoughts and even how i you know i i, I had like some nudges even of like changing my diet uh-huh. eat less of this eat more of this eat more greens 
reduces inflammation. So even by doing that within a couple of weeks, I was able to put more weight on my leg. And mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, I can actually put more weight. Holy shit, there's something to this, mm-hmm. you know? So it was a combination of things that happened too. I also had like physiotherapy and other things to support that, but it was, it, 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 it made me more curious. I wanted to learn more about this, mm-hmm. you know? And then next thing I know, I'm in Toronto, you know? I'm there for like three years doing an apprenticeship with a Qigong master and mm. diving into this. So it was a blessing. Mm-hmm. Right? So Yeah, epic. But what if you went to the Olympics? You could have beat Usain Bolt. Wouldn't that have been a blessing? That would have been interesting. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I I know what I did know is that um, you know, as I started to dive into meditation and introspect and all these aspects, I realized that, and this is the beauty about energy work, is that, um, and I think this is also a pattern too. Most people get into it to heal physical ailments, you know, yeah. whether it's a pain or anything like that, but it goes deeper than that, mm-hmm. right? So past healing, the physical component also gets into the emotional body, right? And then things came up for me i was like whoa like why am i even doing this Mm. oh well i remember that time and you know and you know when you're in school and at indian school how you had that race you know the kids were you know were bully picking on you and chasing after you and then after that race they all wanted to be your friend Mm. right hmm maybe there's something to do with that this sense of being accepted the sense of being loved being worthy Mm -hmm. and that's really what that was i was doing this so that i could feel loved People would respect me, appreciate me because I, I accomplished this goal of being the fastest runner in Canada and mm. now I'm running for the Olympics. I'm an inspiration and people put me on this pedestal and I'll mm. be able to travel and everybody will see me as I am because I'm performing. Mm. But underneath it all, it's love, mm-hmm. right? That I'm not, I'm not worthy. So the pain from that was that I, I felt like I was less. I was not worthy, mm-hmm. that I was not enough. And that was what the the, the 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 root was, and that was when I was like, okay, well, let's do some work in that, you know. So, through um, happenstance, you know, through a willingness to lean into it, and through um, influential, you know, having a teacher, my Qigong teacher, who was also very intuitive in her practices as well too, and um, through other, you know other healers as well too I, I i got into diving into all these things to learn about myself you know so yeah by the time i, I was able to realize that i it, it took away any sort of desire to get back on the track for that reason mm-hmm. right so um beautiful yeah it's very powerful once you dive into this into this work it's it's yeah you know there's the physical ailments but then you get into the emotional and the, the mental and takes it's a journey that it just it just takes you on uh you know if you allow it if you're willing you mm-hmm. know and it's uh it's a journey that you know there's no you know either start or you continue as i like to say mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's so beautiful something that something that people that I have really looked up to, looked up to, and do look up to, have said is like, "Wow, I can't believe you're open to all these things, and you're so young. Like, what a blessing for you being like such a young man, 
and to to having gone through that huge death and that birth into like such a mm. like your older self that wise that master self mm-hmm. you know like stepping into it yeah like so young it's so crazy like mm-hmm. where are you going to be in 20 years you know yeah it's yeah, nuts yeah. <laughs> it's a blessing it really is you know and it's you know it's it's uh looking back at it i mean it was it was definitely curiosity that curiosity and just you know just uh you meet the right person that ignites your curiosity right it's you know i, I worked with uh one of the catalysts for me was was working with a physiotherapist i was you know at the time i was hopeful to get back on the track yeah and you know he had a different alternative look on healing mm. you know he had like devices like a bio what do you call it? like a bio reading machine that mm. can like you know it, it sends different frequencies to your body to bring you balance and then he put on these videos these documentaries introduced me to bruce lipton oh, yeah. you know biology beliefs so that was one of the the gateway into these sort of things of Sweet. like uh, bruce lipton what the bleep do we know i think mm. that one as well too because mm-hmm. he was like talk about chemtrails it's like chemtrails what's that it's like oh oh, oh no <laughs> yeah you gotta open the cans yeah you gotta, you gotta open them oh you open that and 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 then i was like okay let me look more into this so then i went into a whole rabbit hole and that was uh <laughs> yeah so it's uh it's interesting how the journey unfolds yeah, yeah. isn't it it really is is there any rabbit holes that stuck with you or that maybe a newer one that you're like, oh, the fuck? Oh, well, interesting to say newer rabbit holes. I, I you know, I, I think it's, for me right now, it's just more so reminders. Uh. Reminders of, um, you know, that, you know, what we perceive as reality, it's it's this hologram, right? It's, 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 it's being projected and it's real, it's significant. It's not like to, you know, dismiss it or anything like that. But there's also uh, higher aspects of ourselves that are from a higher plane that are, you know, that we connect to, that we got to, con- that we are, you know, through the journey, we will eventually connect with, right? Yeah. You know, and it's just going through life and then, through the awareness we can accelerate that right and then there's also the the rabbit hole you mentioned rabbit hole is that there's forces that don't want that to happen Uh. right you can call it anti-divine forces and you know they 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 control this what is you know the matrix system and how things are made right it's it's a system that is you know is it fair no you know and is it rigged yes yes you know, it's a game, right? And it's learn the rules and learn how to break them properly. Uh, right? This is what the Dalai Lama said. Uh, Dalai Lama said this. Well, learn the rules so you can break them properly. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's... it's um, Yeah, it's a, I mean, I, I don't want to go too deep into that yeah, rabbit yeah. hole, you know? I love it. But, That's yeah. going to stick with me, though. Yeah learn the rules so you can break them properly mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah keep that aside yeah. so if if it's a hologram and your thoughts and feelings dictate the conditions 
or like the the manifestations in that hologram because mm. that's kind of part of part of my part of my view mm. um but so if that is if that is the case then like where is where is your balance where is the balance of like giving the power and thought to these like anti-divine things you know do, for you does like does like thinking and affirming that they are there give them more power or make that more real in your experience mm, that's a good question um I think that I, I, I did have that, you know, at, at a point in my journey where I just ignored all of that, mm. you know, that, oh, there is no, you know, there's no evil or anything mm. like that. It's just positivity. I don't watch the news. I don't care. No nope. positivity. If your vibe is off, don't come near me. Mm. Positivity. Right. And it became, to, it became, um, you know, I was bypassing things. I was mm. not acknowledging things as they are. You know, things that are happening that are devastating and evil, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I had this, it, it, it was really warped, you know? And, and the true aspect of the anti-divine is that it's it's a bit of truth, a little bit of truth that is warped with distortion. And because of that little bit of truth, you, you keep coming back to it because there's, mm -hmm. there's a kernel of truth in it, right? Mm -hmm. And the belief that, oh, this person got, you know, attacked and molested because they created it they wanted it i don't believe that i think that's nonsense mm -hmm. i think that's very toxic to believe that um it's this disempowering it's it's just you know at one point i thought that oh maybe you know our thoughts you know everything that happens to us we're completely responsible for in that way and it's like mm -hmm. how we respond to it yes we're responsible for that but things can happen in ways that we don't have any control over but my control is how i choose to respond right and the emotions that come up whether it's anger or you know or self defense whatever that is that's that's how i choose to express it right mm. so um and yeah i went through some hard lessons you know we, we maybe we could talk about that another time but mm. in, in terms of uh you know toxic positivity spiritual mm. bypassing mm -hmm. you know all those things were of disservice right and and that was a reflection within me of not looking at my own stuff you know my own shadows denying that hey there's aspects of myself that uh are not so nice you know and not so pleasant and i'm sweeping them in the carpet but these are aspects of myself that i i that i you know that i need to acknowledge mm -hmm. you know maybe not necessarily like oh i love it i'm gonna look at my you know, I love it all. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. But mm -hmm. I'll acknowledge it and respect it, and be like, yeah, I see you. You're here, right? And then from there, now I can shift and pivot from there, right? So doing that gives me a level of allowing me to look at things in the world that are ugly mm -hmm. and stand in my truth and be and 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 feel all those things. Be with it. Be mm -hmm. present with it, right? And from there um also taking action as well too that's that's the even even doing this podcast having this conversation is a form of like you know we're broadcasting this message and it's a form of action like hey like mm. you know just sitting back and hoping things will just be taken care of you know it's it, it's uh it's, it's wishful thinking right mm -hmm. like you gotta you, get, you gotta also take ownership and responsibility 
Mm -hmm. you know so i'll give you one extreme example there's a uh you heard of impact theory tom bellew i don't think so um this podcast i listen to a lot of his episodes and you know talks about business development personal growth and science and all these things very interesting topics and um he talked about he said that you know in terms of radical responsibility that if a meteorite were to hit his house and kill his wife right he would it, it would be his fault he would take responsibility for that right okay. like yeah i know that's extreme to say that because how could you possibly do that it's like i would take responsibility for it because there are organizations out there that look at near hit objects right i've never done anything to support them i've never done anything to look at them and how i can be you know part of that organization to help them uh, you know what i mean so that's you know, it's, it's, it's a very radical way of looking at it, though, but it's like that level of ownership. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, wow, that is some next level stuff. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? <laughs> I think that's interesting. Yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, it's, it's funny because it's like, it's so extreme. Like, where do you draw the line? And yeah. like, what I can see in there is like this, this, like, this and I can see this because I've lived this is this severe egocentrism mm. where it's like because I've, I've lived out and like my psychosis experiences have been wrapped around me being the only like being in creation and so I kind of see this like too much responsibility is like oh well who the fuck are you like what about all the other people mm. like how can how can you claim that mm. you know but then it, but that's me putting my own putting my own pain or whatever my own my own story mm -hmm. on that yeah i think it's interesting i like um so like for me i i i'm doing my best to take seriously that idea of like if you want to change the world change yourself absolutely 100 percent. and so i'm trying i'm trying my best but then there's also this piece of me but that's like oh but what if that's not enough what if the world is still stays cruel what if the world stays greedy mm -hmm. what if you know the new world order is not based in unity and love but it is you know for mm -hmm. the for the ones that are you know trying to swing it mm -hmm. so there's a piece of me that is like i take full radical on like ownership of like my myself and like everything that i can like mm -hmm. touch and affect mm -hmm. which is bigger than we can imagine mm -hmm. but yeah i just i just don't know where that where yeah. that ends yeah. yeah what do you think about that responsibility thing yeah i i definitely I, I like that in terms of drawing the line because it gets to when it gets to a point where it becomes really egotistical because mm -hmm. of me I, I didn't this happen you know that, that's definitely the extreme example for sure that uh, yeah. the guy shared that that, that was shared um, like why is your wife always home why not she go somewhere else <laughs> right <laughs> you know it's it's pretty extreme but you know I, I, I think that um, when it comes to you know taking ownership it's it's within yourself yeah. For sure, right? Taking domain of yourself and how, you know, if something were to, you know, like, you know, like, I don't know, some, some incident were to happen, right? And then, like, you're 
kids or grandkids or whatever they're like hey where were you when this happened uh, you know how how would you respond to them be like oh i don't know we didn't you know i just hope for the best you know or sure. you know like taking some action in some way you know it doesn't have to be this big grandiose you know thing right it could just be something as small as you know impacting like your you know your family or like your you know your nearby community right um Another thing as well, too, um, that I feel called to share, too, is also it's not necessarily up to us to save the world, mm. I'll say. Like, yes, like being in that space with, but it's it's more so surrendering to God. Yeah. You know, and remembering that this world belongs to God. Mm. You know, it was made by God. It belongs to God. And we're here to serve God. You know, I know it kind of gets into that sort of. I'm, I'm not like being preachy or anything here, but it's just this. Mm. You know, there's there's a, there's a there's a higher power, there's a higher version of ourselves, mm. right? That's connected within the heart, right? And mm. you know, um, I I learned this from um, you know it's called integral yoga. Uh, there's a, a teacher. He's long passed away. Sri Aurobindo. And he talked about the soul, you know, um, where like where the true soul really is. And there's three levels of it, you know, and most people don't really realize that, you know, when you describe the, the, the outer level of the soul, the eagle, you know, it's the identity construct of the I am. This is who I am. This is what I like. This is what I do. I don't do this. This is how I am. You know, this mm. constructs, right? Like you describe yourself through adjectives. Mm. This is how, this is what you do, but that's, is that who you are? Mm -hmm. Right? So it's, it's always this ego stories and, 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 you know, all, all the, all these stories, right? Of this is what I do. I don't do this. Right. But deeper within your, within the heart, right because that's where the seat of the soul is mm. right and this is known in many you know sufism you know it's all about that for sure um you go into the the second la layer of the heart right this is your true your, your inner soul this is where uh it's 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 contentment is in there right positive positivity is in there feelings of of love right you're who you are you know outside of these constructs mm. right that feeling of joy and bliss and and, and just peace essentially mm. is there right and this is where you know a lot of modalities a lot of you know is to get into that space mm -hmm. right you know through introspection you can get there right um but there's an even deeper level when you go deeper and deeper and deeper it's deeper mm -hmm. you know you get to a place deep deep in the heart and this is where uh, what's described as your psychic being or your soul resides and this is where your true you know this is the, the, the you know the spark of God Mm. that is that it's the same thing up there that exists within us there mm. right and it's very gentle when you tap into it mm -hmm. you know and and to to even to get into that you know this is part of my practice is getting into that space mm. right into that space 
this is this is what I feel my responsibility is is for myself for everyone to tap into that part of ourselves mm. and you know it it doesn't it's 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 different in terms of like intuition in terms of like this is what you should do like it's it's not loud like that it's very mm-hmm. very gentle very very gentle very very soft and we had this we were always tapped into it you know when we were children right um, but we lost it when we had to conform and create these shells to block that, right? So we had to go through this process to, you know, go through our wounds and healings to allow ourselves to feel that, right? And then eventually it it emerges like a flower, mm. right? And And that is what we lead from, leading with the heart. That's the true aspect of it. And leading from the heart is the same as being connected to the divine mm-hmm. and the divine leading through us, flowing through us. It's a level of surrender, surrendering um, our ego, right? Mm-hmm. Our ego is not bad in that way. It's just it kneels to the to the true soul mm-hmm. and serves as a vehicle for that, right? So this is what, for me, I feel is the true mission, you know, with, you know this you know with men's work and and um you know all this you know with with uh energy practicing meditation and all of it is to refine this part constantly refine refine it and it's not even like oh if i do this in 30 days i'll tap into it none of that the moment you do that that's ego Mm -hmm. you cannot grasp it and and, Mm -hmm. and, you know i'll get this done in six months it's not it's nothing at all with you you cannot Right, so it's it's almost um, um, I, th- th- there is no yeah there's methods but you cannot gauge it mm-hmm. you know what I mean um, so that's that's the you know by doing that you know that's that's how you know we can begin to um, let the divine flow through us and that we can. You know, not 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 that the divine doesn't work through us right now, but like in a truly truly higher level, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. uh, the psychic being or the the, the true aspect of the soul. Mm-hmm. That uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, as I you know personally for me as I go through that process you know it's it's definitely uh, <laughs> very very deep and moving practice mm-hmm. yeah and is there like a, <clears throat> is there a hope or is there a goal without it being a hope or a goal of like being able to sit in that seat as often as possible like is that the point of that like that refinement is that the is that the point of the practice or is the point of the practice just the practice itself yeah it's through the practice the intention the aspiration the surrender mm-hmm. right it's a lot of surrendering um and it's not like oh I surrendered yesterday so yeah, yeah. you know everything I, 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 I've done my work like it's constantly surrendering it's always a constant remembrance right that's what we that's why we're all here is, is constantly remembering going back to you know in Qigong right it's original mind right that we're born with right so we go back to that 
mm. right? As opposed to like our construct that we that was created through this, you know, to, to function. And we need that construct so we can navigate these things, right? But mm. also remembering and being connected to the original mind, our true so our true self, uh, self source, right? That way we can navigate. We need to navigate through both both worlds, right? Both. Mm. You know, heaven and earth, right? Mm. And the heart is the the bridge that connects those two, literally, right? So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, the way I experience it. You know, like um, you know, when it comes to God or the universe, like there is, you know, there's there's a I I, I say Big Mama, right? Like nice. big big like it's Big Mama. It's a it's a this divine mother that flows through like everything is is is, is her mm. we are her like everything the the, the 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 every aspect of it is through her and and it's through surrendering to her and it's through the heart that we connect right that that divine aspect is her essence that flows through us you know so um i believe that's that's my that's that's how I tune into it. That's how I feel. You know, when I tune into it, it's like, whoa, it's it's divine feminine. Like it's very, very powerful. Like a very very powerful mm-hmm. like a like a very strong mother. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So. so yeah, that's that's new and you know, this has been the uh you know mention like what's new in the rabbit hole like this is this is it you know it's um i you know i i you know like and and dive it into the politics of it and looking at the you know the cabal and you know the financial institutions and the reserve banks and how all these things are created and made and all these things like there's you know i've I'm tuned in into that and, and, and I understand all of it, you know, and there's also like not the deep intricacies of it, but the overall aspect and how things on a sort of like a functional aspect of it. Mm. Um, but in terms of what I can do, you know, in terms of like my of that, it's like I got to like clear my stuff, clear my ancestral stuff and childhood stuff and traumas and all that clear that so i can let the divine flow through me and through that you know it'll you know it's uh do my part you know Mm. and help others as well to do the same too and for children as well right especially children you know to to keep that to keep that uh connection Because it's in schools, right? In schools, and you know, and through the media, right? That tells, that influences us, you know, through music and and uh, you know, what's the the trends, what's cool, and all these things, right? These things are all instilled. They're told, you know, go along to get along. You leave yourself behind, your true self behind, right? So. Mm. yeah that's that's why i'm here you know that's <laughs> <laughs> apparently that's why i'm here so is to remember uh which is what hafiz means to remember oh yeah, yeah. so i can't help but remember 
That's dope. That's great. That's powerful. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. <laughs> Definitely a lot of different points that so many different touch points hey yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. can definitely <laughs> yeah yeah that's why I'm stoked to get into get into situations with you where we kind of focus on one thing and mm. yeah go deep it's, it's interesting you said um, you know when you were Forget exactly which piece you were talking about, but it was it was about like that connection and spirit and things and that you know these things can't be explained. You know, really, nothing can can be nothing of my experience can be properly transmitted to you. Mm. You know, through words mm-hmm. until we get that full psychic download. And there are definite moments of like pure knowing. You know that you have with like other wizards and witches. That's just mm. like. Mm-hmm. Like I see you, yep. but even but those moments, there's no words, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's so fun to like a piece that's fun for me of this human game is to like is to use the language to to do to do my best to explain these things. That's the best part, right? It's so crazy, <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> it's oh, so crazy. That's it. Yeah. So like, yeah. Oh, what was it? What something happened recently where like. I forget exactly what was happening, but I was speaking to somebody else in English, both of us native English speakers, and we just couldn't figure out what we were like saying to each other. And I was like, okay, yeah, no shit. There are disagreements across cultures. If I can't even like get on the same page with this person who like, has as close to the same life as me. Mm. Yeah. You know, differences. Absolutely. They're okay. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You know, there's so much, even within communication, it's, you know, it's all frequencies, right? Different frequencies and, and receptivities to it, mm. right? And it's based on, you know, your you know your 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 experiences right like even even how you know you, you can even experience the same thing but it's interpreted differently you know what i mean that's it's all there's so many differences you know in con- contrast and it's it's beautiful at the same time right but it's also having that understanding that that's that's part of it as well and there's delight in that you know but I, I love what you said about like you know like these mysteries, these mythical aspects of experiences, and trying to express it, you know, and that's the creative aspect of it, right? Whether it's through music or writing or you know or it's podcast or mm-hmm. you know whatever, right? That's that's the that's the, the the beauty of it, you know, and and even the the surprises that come along with it, you know. It's funny that we're. Uh, it was an interesting thought, actually, is that, you know, maybe it was a shower thought about surprises, is that we're all, you know, as human beings, we're really taken, you know, we're really amused by surprises, you know, when we talk about surprises, this surprised me, and this, that, and, 
you know it's it's all about it's all about that you know that unexpected delight mm. right that comes from it and it's very it's very interesting mm. it's very meaningful mm. <laughs> yeah a lot of people hate surprises you know the ones that they aren't expecting but the good surprises uh, right uh, uh, <laughs> yeah of yeah. course yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a fair bit of curiosity. It's, it's helpful, isn't it? It's the key. Oh. Right? It's the key, right? And the, the question of the why, right? That question why, right? You can ask it three times, it'll dive deep into the 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 the, the root, you know, especially like the the work that I do when it comes to like even brand strategy, you know, and diving into the essence. I asked why three times, you know, and why this, why that? And even the question why is what expands our shelf of knowledge of like, well, why does this happen and why is that? And it expands the edge of where we're at in terms of that knowledge. And it, uh. you know, the, the, it, it, you know it, it also compels the imagination as well too to to reach further as well too to inquire you know so yeah curiosity is everything mm. yeah you know there's that saying curiosity killed a cat I was thinking about it too <laughs> yeah well it, that's that's half of it though there's another piece of it mm. that's that's incomplete you know these these sayings that they only get they only give us half of it but the other part of it is that but but then it came back to life. Curiosity killed a cat, but then some, ah, I forgot the uh, something. But it, something brought it back. Isn't but it that? brought yeah. But the knowing brought it back. But the answer brought it back. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> what came for me was that curiosity killed the cat, but it has nine lives. Oh, <laughs> so it can learn all the things it would normally learn, and also it can learn eight things that killed it which is probably like super deep knowledge that's a good way to look at it i like that one it's yeah. just like the keep count <laughs> that's good too be yeah. curious but not recklessly curious yeah, yeah or yeah. do it there's no rules mm. yeah <laughs> what's uh what's something that you're that you're curious about now that maybe you have no idea about or that might be on the horizon or, or something that's curious for me right now is right now is you know in in, in terms of the technology aspect with AI mm-hmm. in particular the emergence of that in particular and how that is being interwoven and disrupting um, areas of creativity mm. right so there's a lot of curiosity around that and um, that curiosity is is around like the there's definitely some fascination around it how you know you can type a couple words you know mm. and then it'll spit out images and you know all of it. and then even like chat GPT you can like mm. have it create all sorts of things you know from legal documents to papers to coding things and writing a song and mm. you know all sorts of things you know and the so I'm very curious about that. I'm curious as to how that would be integrated in a way that 
keeps create that keeps the creativity alive mm-hmm. in particular because AI is to me is an imitation of 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 nature. You know, I think it's it's man's attempt to try to imitate, you know, the divine, right? And the the aspect of what it is it means to be human goes back to the soul, mm. right? You cannot ever imitate a soul. The soul mm. is unique to yourself and it's that essence that makes it like ah, you know, it's that I, I guess that the best way to describe it is like looking into the child of a the eyes of a baby, right? That aliveness, like, whoa, yeah, you know, like AI will never be able to replace that. I don't nah, no way. Yeah, but maybe. but yeah. So yeah, there's definitely curiosity around that. Yeah. I'm actually curious about your thoughts on that actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to say it's a perfect rap yeah <laughs> I will say that I definitely do not feel doom and gloom mm. about AI mm. I think it's fucking dope mm. it's like the potential is incredible mm. when it comes to so many different services Yeah, you know it's just It's this. It's the same. There's only there's only one issue with humanity right now. It's just we're we, we're going through puberty as a species. Mm. We're like we're maturing, and we're like we've invented all these incredible things that are like it's like it's like it's like a thirteen year old kid going to like rated R movies like that's what humanity is doing right now and it's like I don't know if it's like we're on an accelerated path or this is just what it is but it's like we're just playing we're just playing with big toys that we like don't really understand yet and Mm. like it takes a while for these things to like to settle you know Mm. I like that that's a that's that's a great way to put it I've never heard it quite put that way in that humanities and like people that's that's good that's really good i like that <laughs> feels true right yeah it's so yeah it definitely resonates because yeah i could see i could see how the um how like how you know there were there were these like the lensa app thing with like you know all the super dope pictures you know like there's no doubt but mm-hmm. like i also as soon as something comes out like that i like feel a huge nope like not I'm not gonna play that game Mm. but so yeah it can like totally disrupt and take away from all the artists Mm. but like art has whatever value we put on it Mm -hmm. and like for me something like that that a human makes even if it's not as like classically beautiful or like quote-unquote perfect as what AI can make I'm mm. always gonna cherish what the human can make more mm. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I feel that uh, you know what you said about the AI I said I wasn't gonna go into all this but um, AI feels like to me so you said it was like the our attempt at like recreating nature mm. um, to me it feels like this this like digital version of all human um, of all human achievement so it's like if we want to like if we want to give it the aliens 
that like haven't seen us yet if we want to show them our best just mm-hmm. like send them our like ai to like to talk for us mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> anyways yeah yeah but yeah lots of curiosity there so curious as to how that unfolds and it's exciting as well so too crazy. right so yeah. I, I definitely don't subscribe to the doing it does, it does no good at all it just you know and uh, I think uh, yeah there's definitely a lot of possibilities and innovations and new things that will emerge from it that's pretty exciting so what a what a time to be alive hey what a time dude you know like you know from growing up with uh you know we, we both were uh, you know um young enough to you know remember what it was like before the internet emerged right and and how that you know the cell phones and all the technology and all these things and now you know like very interesting that's nuts it is it's so dope is <laughs> yeah mm. what else you got anything left last bubbles yeah, I'm grateful huh. I'm really grateful I'm grateful for this grateful for you for uh, creating the space and just having a high level conversation you know and looking forward to doing more it's definitely i feel like we're skimming the surface here. there's so much more to dive into here you know yeah yeah yeah. so so good thanks bro yeah appreciate you appreciate you too all the stuff you're doing is huge it's making a big difference for real thank you Uh uh-huh i receive yeah (sighs) if you feel like it where can people find you if you feel like being found best place right now is instagram sparks of yugen <laughs> sparks you know underscore of underscore yugen y-u-g-e-n dope i will put links in the show notes i would uh yeah i don't know i would say bye but this is just like part one of many so Till next time. Till next time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for tuning in. Don't know, what, don't know what else to say. Leave some comments. Start some talks. Talk with other people about stuff like this. How could you be a little bit more vulnerable in your life? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Lead with curiosity. Lead with curiosity. Lead with curiosity. Don't go to Indian school in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> or do. It's, it's a cool experience. Uh-huh. What was the stick thing? Save a stick. <laughs> spare, spare, spare a rod, spoil a child? Oh, no. <laughs> That's... Oh, that's so- yeah, it's an old British imperialism thing. <laughs>